but we'll see you in court. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh, hi, Mark. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. My name is Chris Mayo, I'm an actor, a writer, a comedian, and a lover and appreciator of weird and wonderful films, from trashy underground horror right the way through to critically acclaimed cult masterpieces. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you very much for tuning in, I hope you enjoy it, and if you're a regular listener, welcome back, and as always, thank you very much for continuing to support the podcast. The way it works, every episode I am joined by a special guest, and they pick a cult film from a list of films that I send them. We then go away, watch that film separately, and come back to discuss it on the podcast. We break the film down into a number of different categories. Those categories are sex and nudity, gore and violence, WTF moments, writing, acting, and special effects. We then rate each of those categories out of five, as well as giving our overall rating on the film, talk about our favourite scenes, our favourite characters, some film recommendations along the way, some general film chat, and then at the end of each episode we have a highly important and very official quiz to see who was paying more attention to the film that we have just watched. And if you want to join in at home, then please do so and let me know your scores. This episode I am very excited to be joined by Scott Kingsnorth. Scott is a writer, an improviser, an illustrator, a director, and most importantly co-creator of award-winning dark comedy web series Mother Knows Best that I also happen to co-create. You can binge both series on YouTube, there is a link in the description below so make sure you check that out. If you would like to support the podcast you can do in a number of different ways. You can follow us on Twitter at BigFatCult. You can also visit our brand new Big Fat Cult movie store on eBay, which sells Blu-rays and merchandise for loads of different films, so check that out. We ship all over the world, and of course you can get the very much sought-after Big Fat Cult badge. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so on www.ko-fi.com forward slash chrismayo. That's coffee.com forward slash chrismayo. Before we get cracking with this week's episode, just a reminder that there will be lots of spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen this extraordinary film, pause now, go and watch it, and then rush back to hear me and Scott discuss it on the podcast. Okay, let's crack on with this episode. It is a brilliant one. Scott's a fantastic guest, and the film that he has chosen for this week's episode is 1983's kitchen appliance comedy horror, Microwave Massacre. Anthem Pictures reluctantly presents what is considered to be the worst horror film of all time. Your skin will crawl. Your stomach will turn. I have to go to the restroom. I mean restroom. Your blood will boil. <laughs> Dining will never be the it's same. It's all caught in blue. I never tasted anything so unique. It's delicious. Dismember me. Death. Oh, man. Distastefulness. My hemorrhoids. Microwave massacre. This is it, May. You're a walking contraceptive. Say, you know, you look so much better in the dark. I've told you a million, billion, trillion times. You are what they eat. I know I'm gonna be sick. Too many bombs. Hey, Scott, welcome 
to the Big Fat Cult Podcast. How are Hello. you? How I'm are good, you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm really good. Nice to meet you. I'm a big fan. <laughs> thanks. So you've already got your uh, official branded merchandise on. That's yeah, the sign of one a good of guest. First. Yep. One of the first, possibly one of the last, but hey. <laughs> it's a small cult. Yeah. Yeah. But you're a, you're a big film fan in general, right? Oh, huge. Huge. I watch m- most days I watch something weird. Do you have a favorite really um, have... do you have a favorite genre? No, I don't have a favorite genre, but I have a sort of favorite I like films have, have you ever seen Pie? Yes, the Aronofsky the, uh, really, film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, incredibly low budget, but but really uh, like tense and mm. highbrow and probably quite bleak. Like if it's got a horrendously bleak ending which leaves you going, "Oh god." <laughs> that's that's the sort of film I like. That sort yeah. of Oh, everything's going to get worse. That's that's the sort of feeling. If you ever get chance, there's a picture house in Uckfield, which is an independent cinema. I think mm. we've voted the best independent cinema in Europe, but they do double bills, like old-fashioned double bills. Oh, nice. I, I saw Mask of the Red Death and The Man with X-Ray Eyes as a double <laughs> bill, and it was fantastic. Most of my time is is spent watching films in it, and again, they are cult and, and weird films. Do you have any favourites that you've seen of recent weeks? Belladonna of Sadness is one of the trippiest things I've ever seen. Have you you heard of it? No, I haven't. No, it's like nineteen seventy something Japanese animation, but it's okay. not manga. It was re released by um, Elijah Woods Company. Oh um, yeah, the s- same people who made um, Color Out of. Sp- Base, which I might add is a really good one as well. It's like full cage. It's like <laughs> cage being the most cage you can be. Cage uncaged cage. But uh, Belladonna Sadness is a Japanese animation. It's like a strange fever dream. It's about a French village. It's got notes of Faust in it. There's like a, a demon which looks like a penis which comes to visit this woman in this <laughs> French village. Although they're speaking Japanese, it's got a hard rock soundtrack. It's like you ever seen um, Yellow Submarine? Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the Beatles film. Yeah. The trippiest parts of that is possibly the mildest parts of <laughs> Belladonna Sadness. Oh, that sounds that sounds really fun. Any particularly bad cult films that you've seen? Excluding Present the- Company, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind a bad film. It gets yeah. to a point point where something goes beyond the point of bad oh i must miss that too i've got to see that again yes so when yes. it gets to that point of so awful i need to see it i'm fine <laughs> and no matter how awful it is redneck zombies is shockingly bad okay uh, trauma film all shot on video um, right. and the zombies in it they basically put like honey on people's faces and then put like sugar puffs on them as well so so it's supposed to look like a skin condition but it it's the sort of thing that if a student turned this into as a project mm. they would get thrown off the course <laughs> yeah that sounds that sounds fun it was like it was shot in an afternoon by the laziest student in a class that they were <laughs> failing all right well that's on the list good <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's talk about our film of the hour of the day, this episode's film, Microwave Massacre from 1983. It says 1979 on IMDb, but um, all other sources seem to suggest it came out in 1983. So uh, I'm going to go with that. Let me read the uh, synopsis. Fed up of his wife's bad cooking, Donald kills her and turns to cannibalism to satisfy his appetite. I mean... 
I mean, that explains it. That, that, that is, is the entire plot of the film. Yeah. Sometimes films are very complicated and they, you know, simplify it down to sell the film. But no, this is literally all that happens <laughs> in the yeah. film. It was directed by Wayne Berrick, write, uh, written by Thomas Singer, Craig Muckler, stars comedian and actor Jackie Vernon, Lauren Skine, Shine, uh, Al Troop, Marla Simon, Claire Ginsberg as May, his long-suffering wife. No one you would recognise. I heard of Jackie Vernon before, and then when I looked him up, he's the voice of uh, Frosty the of Frosty Snowman. Frosty the Snowman, <laughs> yeah. yeah, from obscure American Christmas specials. And, and stand-up as well. Oh yes, I watched ten minutes of his stand-up on D Martin's program. Did you did you watch any? I did watch some today. It was very um, yeah, dead it wasn't pan. yeah very very deadpan. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense when you see him in this film. Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. I was expecting kind of like a Bernard Manning style. No, it's it's sort of like a, I was such a shy kid. I wouldn't get in the bath unless they blindfold the duck. And it's, it's, uh. I expected it to be a lot more. Um, crude actually but uh yeah if this film was made today i could see roy chubby brown being <laughs> yeah i read somewhere i think it may have been on wikipedia that they wanted um rodney dangerfield for his role oh yes because actually i can see that it's written for his voice because what me about the film first of all is it's actually a, a bawdy comedy i was thinking it, it was going to be a stabby killy film which it is the title does let it down somewhat. <laughs> yeah. The microwave is fairly, um, you know, not high up on the uh, the list of things that are involved in this film. The title is an obscure one because the microwave is not used in the massacring. It... No, it's just a reheating tool. <laughs> Storage yeah, facility. It's, <laughs> it's a massacre and a microwave. Not even a massacre because it that sort of implies a frenzy of killing. Yeah, he's quite calm and chilled about the way he kills people. He just sort of brings <laughs> them like back, has comedy th sex with them. Th three murders in a microwave. That's there's more. <laughs> it's trying desperately to be a comedy. All of the components sort of don't really work. Like, it's not scary. It's not that gory. It's not very funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, no well, the, I mean, I must admit, the, the delivery does not help any of the jokes at any point. That's like... There's a few occasions where you go, huh, and then you're almost shocked that you laughed because yeah. like, surely that's odds that it's funny. That's odds more than skill. We'll come to the various categories as we go through the film. As always, we'll be looking at sex and nudity, acting, gore and violence, WTF moments, writing, special effects, and our overall rating, along with our favourite scenes, uh, favourite characters. And then, of course, the quiz at the end, which is the vital part to see who managed to stay awake for the full hour and 16 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, an hour and 16 minutes. It's it's a really short film. Mm. It's so short that whoever's uploaded it to YouTube has put it on twice. Yeah, so it's, I saw it's that. two hours. Because I saw it, <laughs> I was like, fuck my hat. I'm not going to sit for two and a half hours worth of it. But luckily, I, I got to watch it, it twice. Uh, <laughs> Had you heard of the film before I put no, it on the list? No, I hadn't. Of the list of films that you sent me, there was only maybe two on there that I hadn't seen. Okay. And this is the one I didn't have to pay to view, so I picked it. Um, As always, there are, you know, paid-for uh, services available, but um, in the case of Microwave Massacre, I don't think anyone would be 
<laughs> too offended if you watch this on YouTube. I think I think Arrow have released it on like Blu-ray. Mm, they have, yeah. So if if you want to see it in a pristine high definition version, I mean it it will not do anything to help any of the script problems, but um. I imagine there's probably a commentary or an interview or something on there, so that's probably worth checking out. As I mean, yeah, Arrow have released uh, a lot of the films that I talk about on the and podcast. Always fantastic and... quality prints with that Arrow stuff. They do mm. do a good job on their on their releases, but this one, I would I would say it's it was probably not a best use of their time. <laughs> yeah, or ours. But anyway, we're here now. So, <laughs> <laughs> firstly, what were you expecting, and secondly, did it live up to your expectations? Well, I was expecting a, a, a grungy sort of slasher film where people will be piled into a microwave and then it would turn on as they they scream as their heads explode mm-hmm. it's sort of like a in a like scanners they're just yes and what i've got is sort of like a a caddyshack wannabe uh <laughs> comedy mm. with some murders which yeah seems to be uh, written by somebody who is who has never met another living person yeah it's all very disjointed and all of the the script feels very scripty. I mean, we both write stuff. We both write comedy and we both write theatre and film and, and all that all that stuff. But, I mean, this really feels like this is just a bunch of scenes that have been put together. And not necessarily in the right order. <laughs> yeah. Some have got some sex in. Some have got some gore in. Some have got some jokes in. The, act, yeah. the, the casting doesn't really work because everyone's so all over the place and some people are really over the top and panto-ish. Other people are really deadpan and other people are... Re- it just doesn't really... None of it gels together, I don't think. Yeah, and there's, there is no logic between the scenes. It's just... No. <laughs> I think of all the films that I've seen so far, this has the least rewatchability. Having watched it twice, I, I wasn't excited to see any bits again. <laughs> it's tricky because, I mean, we'll, we'll go with the, the scores as we go. But it's, yeah, it's a it's a difficult film to recommend. But I think you do need to watch it to appreciate a lot of what happens in the film. It's just baffling, isn't it? It's like it's fallen from a different planet. It's not quite on the, not quite on the cult scale of being so bad it's good. And it's not good. So it's, it's somewhere in between. So it's got, yeah. it's got some very funny moments but they are sort of if the jokes actually landed you think Mm. oh that that's actually a really funny film or if the gore was actually gory yeah it it falls between two stools Mm. it's it's kind of neither funny nor gory enough to be (laughs) either thing well with that in mind let's uh start with our first category which is sex and nudity do you want to kick us off well I mean, the, there's plenty in it. The, the first shot of the film is a shot of a microwave. And the second mm. shot is the shot of uh, a lady's bust as she's walking yes. down the street. And that sort of tells you everything you need to know about <laughs> yeah. that. That there is a better <laughs> synopsis of the film than what you read at the beginning of this episode. I mean, it starts with the sort of mummified head and then the microwave. And you're like, oh, OK, this is ominous. This is maybe going to be, you know, a bit evil dead or it's going to be a bit, you know, over the top comedy horror and then it goes into the you know adventures of a taxi driver kind of style woman bouncing along the road with all all the like comedy titles coming up and the jazzy music in the background and you're like "Uh, okay then it cuts to a digger (laughs) because you're like oh there's gonna be some digging (laughs) so it goes from clothed jiggling boobs to digger back to jiggling bum shots in jeans then the woman in question 
sees a hole in the fence that happened to be tit-shaped, like perfectly tit-shaped, <laughs> yeah. but not, not just a general hole. I, I think she may have carved that herself. <laughs> yeah, this is like a day, she's been to the, she's been for a daily walk, she's been for a government-allowed bit of exercise, better go and pop my tits all... through the fence. Oh no, what women do when they see a hole in the fence, they, they think, I know, because she seems to be majorly turned on by thrusting her tits through a fence and sort of wiggling them a lot. Yeah, well, first, like, so sort of creepy builder, like, pinches her ass, and you're like, oh, that's a bit grimy. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a grimy sex comedy. And then she whips her top off and just sort of hangs, you know, hangs them out through the fence. Then the builders spot her, and one of them goes, oh, I'm just going to go to the breast room. Uh oh, I mean, restroom. <laughs> that kind of sums up the, the, and, and it's the level done of. And with, with less comic timing. Just, I'm going to go to the restroom. Oh! Like, like, yeah. like a dubbed anime film. Yeah. You could kind of go, okay, this is going to be really over the top. It's going to be gross, like like a trauma film or whatever. Fair enough, that's the style of the film. But then like, it doesn't really add anything, but everything has sex interspersed. Like the bar that he hangs out in, it's just got a couple of women hanging, like yeah. sort of, it's not even a strip club. They're just like standing <laughs> around in their pants, looking well, bored. that's the bit where he's talking about because the the main character is basically suffering his his wife is uh cooking fancy food and he's a he's yeah. a baloney sandwich kind of guy yes and he's talking oh, i haven't eaten anything for months <laughs> and he opens up the door and then there's a, a lady's uh, she's up a ladder wearing just her pants yeah changing a light bulb or a sign yes. or a doorbell or something yeah and then there's a pause like this is a, a brilliant punchline and this needs to be you know <laughs> There needs to be a little applause break at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an awkward silence in the actual film. It just all seems to be there to serve for the fact that this man is frustrated with his life because there's there's the sex-crazed neighbours who seem to be having some kind of orgy every day and yeah. there's a neighbour, the guy that's wearing lingerie at the window and and then his wife is very, you know, disgruntled. and But yeah, it just seems to serve for the fact that this guy is just an awful... <laughs> arsehole and you know to give him another reason to to kill his wife i think you give the the writing of this film too much credit i think (laughs) (laughs) i think that's probably just just happenstance (laughs) there is a full-on sex scene towards the end though isn't there there is you have to you have to put the effort in to to get there yeah you have to struggle through (laughs) don't switch off halfway because there's a an entire hour's worth of footage just him sort of grunting and then he puts a pillow over her face and she dies in three seconds yes there's a lady sandwich there's an actual lady sandwich in the film he makes a giant comedy sandwich out of a woman and butters butters her do you remember that moment uh, yes yeah <laughs> i say whilst there is a lot of boob action in this and there's mm. there's certainly a hell of a lot of leg mm-hmm. yes none of it is anywhere uh, approaching erotic no, but it's gratuitous in a stupid sense. Like, it doesn't serve any purpose. Like, once you've seen one pair of boobs, you're like, uh-huh, okay. And then it just, you know, n- none of the jokes validate all of that stuff happening. The sex is not funny enough to be funny or sexy enough to be sexy. It's just kind of like, let's just put that in. Like, they had a little shopping list and they've yeah. gone, dick, yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, wait a second, it's been seven minutes since we've had any action. There's a tick that off. But even in that, within 75 minutes and the stuff that happens, there's still a lot of filler where it's just (laughs) really fucking dull conversation of him going, oh, I just want a sandwich. 
Some of that might be his delivery. Yes, which we'll come on to. Oh, because we've got Shortly. the acting. Next. Yes, we've yes. got. Oh, yeah, we've got that. <laughs> we've got that category. If the sex nudity was more extreme or more, or just had a point, or just was funny, or just something, <laughs> it would contribute more to the film. And if you know, the it's, it's, sex was just not what it is. Yeah, it would be. It would be different. And that's exactly what it needs to be. It needs to be not what this is, because yeah. this is not good. Out of five, I said Are we two. rating the quality or the amount? Whatever you want it to be, what it does to the film, I guess. All right, I will say it is a two then. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, a two. two well. It happens, it, but it's it's you'd be embarrassed if you're watching this with another person. <laughs> yeah, which can be said for most of the films in this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's not extreme, but it's just it's just stupid, and there's there's a lot of it, and it's it's pointless. <laughs> two out of five. <laughs> yeah, two. Okay, acting, acting. Then let's move on to the acting. Is there any in this film? Because I didn't spot any. Let's talk about Jackie Vernon, who plays uh, Donald, the, the 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 main character. He just seems like he turned up and said his lines in yeah, over like you know a weekend. He's more wooden than an IKEA wardrobe. He is. <laughs> Everything he delivers is in this sort of voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know I don't think I've seen Frosty the Snowman, but <laughs> I I assume it's the same voice. Every joke is done like that. Yeah. yeah. There's so much pausing in between punchlines, in between... And, and his, his wife, May, is extremely animated and so over the top and oh i wish you would eat your food and oh I, 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 I. it's caught up more cooking you <laughs> yeah. gotta eat it it's good for you i just want a blue sandwich yeah but delivered at half the speed yeah oh god it's so painful he's got no range no even when he's angry even when he's like pissing on the carpet is oh I just <laughs> oh I just yeah i'm just fed up with this and he empties the vacuum clean all over the house and but also because he's so bored and boring, you don't. There's no justifiable reason why he would go that extreme to kill his wife and then turn into a cannibal. Like he's yeah. not. He's not enraged. He's not a psycho. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he'd if he'd had a lobotomy or some sort of sleeping illness. Mm. <laughs> but it, every scene, it's like they've just woken him out of a seven-year coma. Just yeah, he's, to he's do been this. defrosted from a glacier. Well, what am I going to say? Sandwich, sandwich. And I don't know if they used cue cards, but it it would not have been worse had they used them. So it's just basically it's like watching a porn film, but without any good sex or music. Yes, yeah, it's very. <laughs> Now you say that it's very similar to a a, a, a porn film, or like an amateur pantomime where they're yeah <laughs> yeah. Personally, I said the dog gave the best performance. I thought he was <laughs> that dog seems like it's cut in from a different <laughs> yeah. film because what happens is with the t- it, with the sort of paralysed tongue just hanging out of his mouth. Throughout the film, there is lots of uh, sort of Shakespearean s- soliloquies. I mean, Shakespearean not in quality, but in, mm. in style. Yes. Uh, where they were coming, I just bought this new microwave and I'm <laughs> going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then, then, like... Donald, Jackie Vernon's character just sort of randomly will talk to camera at some point. 
hey, this is a really good sandwich. I'm going to take a sandwich like this to work tomorrow. Yeah. It's just, where's where's May? Sa- where's, oh, I got so drunk. Where's May? Oh, I, oh, her head's in the microwave. Her head's in the microwave. May's in the microwave. Oh, well. He's very drunk when he when he first kills and yes. he wakes up so hungover that he's forgotten what he's done. Yeah, we have to. We have to. I made a note of it. Twenty-seven minutes in is the first <laughs> is the first massacre moment. So the first twenty-five minutes is a sort of shitty comedy, and then <laughs> no, no, the the first seventy-five minutes is a shitty comedy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and then they add in some some shitty horror at uh, or some gore at uh, twenty-seven minutes. But yes, I, I also said a lot of it seems like it's they're just paraphrasing like they haven't like you say they're reading off something and they're just sort of bumbling their way through lines and they haven't really you know they haven't thought about <laughs> what it's like they've written it the, six minutes ago yeah some of it seems like it's improvised some of it seems like it's scripted but yeah so stilted conversation and um and then you have yeah maze just over the top react and her just kind of exacerbated uh reactions when he like i don't know says her food shit or something and then she's going <laughs> oh Oh, 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 I, I can't, oh, yeah. There's like about five minutes of if you did a like super cut of just May's reaction. Oh, yeah. I've gone down. I didn't think I would go down from two, but I have. <laughs> I have gone one point five for acting. I'm going to give it a one. A one. Okay. I gave points to the dog. I gave points to May's reactions uh let me look up the may um yeah claire ginsburg i think is i mean she's not in the same film as everyone else because her <laughs> performances are so uh unmatched but um and, and con- considering that jackie vernon is you know has had quite a a reputable career he's done quite a lot of stuff he's not you know he's not a new you know he's used to being on screen he's used to performing yeah, this is not his first performance. He'd, he's been in front of audiences for a long... I mean, what, he's got to be 60-something in this film. Mm. I mean, it's a bad casting decision because it's supposed to be, you know, an angry, disgruntled man and he's just a bored, tired man. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes no sense that he would then, you know, go completely psycho, particularly over that short period of time as well. There's no real build-up. It just sort of... He has a couple of bad meals and he's like, right, I must kill... Yeah. So I've got I've got one point five, and you went you went one. I'm gonna go one, yeah, one. If you were in this film, yeah, uh, even if you were the best thing on it, you would you wouldn't put it on your CV. It would be that one that you leave off. Yeah, it's a, it's always a tricky one with these kind of films. Like, are the actors bad? Is the writing bad? But I think it's well, we'll come to that. But I think it's I a, think it's a it's whole a package deal. Storm in this occasion, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like a perfect storm. Yeah, no, no one element is is pulling it down, but um, <laughs> n- neither are helping each other out either. All right, well, let's move on to gore and violence then. For a film called Microwave Massacre, there would you know you would expect a lot of gore, a lot of guts, you would expect a lot of, it, and, and you would be disappointed. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. What 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 did you think about the gore and gore and violence? substandard there's quite a lot of sort of mummified latex <laughs> body parts in it yeah which it's interesting when you see him eating his wife's hand for the first time yes it's it's interesting to see that he's gone to the effort of deboning it um because it, it it flaps around like a live fish yeah um <laughs> it's that's maybe one of two moments that you're kind of a bit like oh that's a bit grim uh, every, everything else like the 
fucking head is so substandard. <laughs> yeah, it's just like someone's yeah. drawn a face on a football and stuck a bit of stuck a wig on it. They put some latex on a cantaloupe and let it rot. The fact that they go back to it so many times as well, so many shots of that head, it yeah. gets worse every time. Even the even the shot in the opening where they've got that mummified head, you're like, oh, this is quite. You know, why don't they just <laughs> yeah. use that one? Why don't they just use that shot? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really bad. And then they're slicing off of limbs, but they're like clearly just plastic mannequins that have just. It's a, it's a, it's a very clean cut. Yeah, completely through every single time. No, no um, veins, no muscle, just straight through. Yeah. Also, when you cook meat in a microwave, you don't really cook a slab of meat. You, if you put a steak in a microwave, it would it would cook. That's your primary concern with this film, is it? Yeah, you wouldn't microwave large you missed you misjudge the quality of the microwave i mean this is a this is serious state of the top of the line stuff have you ever seen uh, an egg microwaved i've not had the pleasure now is that another film <laughs> they they explode if you might <laughs> yeah i can i can see that yeah so surely if you put a, a full head in the microwave uh, mm. it would it would Pop well, like a zit. You need to pierce it with a fork a few times, just to, like a roast potato, like a baked yeah, potato. Yeah. <laughs> you need to yeah. pierce head several times. The eyes would pop out, the skin would melt. Which would make a fantastic scene. That's what yeah. I wanted to see. <laughs> I did Street Trash a few weeks ago, a film about a Which melting... Which is a fantastic, gory, slimy film where everything mm. explodes in a bright colour of... of, yep. of uh, pus and slime and this is everything is it, it just looks like mannequin parts where like they've all it's like the uh, skip out the back of a department store it nothing looks real at any point and then at the only at the end uh, the last kill do they decide to add a bit of blood in and there's that scene where you just get splattered by two people with clearly just lobbing <laughs> you know uh lobbing bits of paint from uh, different directions or uh, fake blood or whatever it is if throughout the whole thing he was caked in blood but acting oh i, I didn't realize that would be kind of funny yeah but no he's he they don't they don't another place where it's fallen short is the gore it's it's in, incredibly sort of bland on its gore i did i did laugh when uh May was uh, beaten to death with a pepper mill. Thought that was quite fun, or salt mill, or whatever it is. And then he kind of takes a bit of the salt, as in like as in good luck. That was oh yeah, and chucks it over the shoulder. Yeah, that was that was one of the two gags I thought was serviceable. One of the bits where you laugh in <laughs> yeah. spite of yourself. Huh? And her sister coming in and being attacked by a baguette. That was quite fun. <laughs> but then she just sits and sits patiently, tied up in the airing cupboard with a baguette in her mouth. Yes, because you could neither spit out a baguette nor swallow one. Just, it just wasn't enough. Just wasn't enough of it. And what was there was not very well thought out. I mean, if it was really, really shitty, it would be funny at least. But yeah. it's not shitty enough or enough of it to be enjoyable. I have gone slightly up from the. I've said that the, all that considered, still better than the acting quality. I would rather watch just seventy-five minutes of people being beaten up with baguettes and pepper mills. <laughs> I've gone 2.5. I'm going to say 3. Okay, that is generous. That's only because I've seen it done much worse. I've also seen it done much better. Yeah. So it is, it's C. <laughs> yeah, could could do better, could try harder. But it is 
one of the functioning elements of the film to some to some extent. Yeah. Well, I've got quite a lot to say about WTF moments, so let's move on to that. Yeah. What moments stood out to you as as uh, surprising or baffling? I found my, myself saying, what the fuck? Any time that anything which required any form of logic happened because mm-hmm. that was absent any point where someone has to come to any decision they will come to it in the strangest way possible or they will just come to the most absurd thing at a moment's notice and they'll probably tell the camera first oh i'm gonna do this <laughs> and you go all right all right i don't know why you're saying that aloud or yeah. or, or how you came to that conclusion also the fact that it seems that the film is one of those films which stops rather than ends you kind of go Oh. Yeah, well, the ending is some repairmen come into the house, find the woman tied up in the thing, go, hey, look, look, check this out, guys, and then sort of fiddle around with some wires, and then the, the evil head of the wife, her eyes light up. I was like, oh, that's a bit of horror that we could have done with 75 minutes ago. The first thing where I went, what? Is when he turned, uh, this is Donald, uh, mm-hmm. Becky Vernon's character, yep, turns yep. up on the building site with a full undressed crab. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yes. his wife, who has been experimenting with, with host cuisine, has sent him off to work with a full, undressed, by the looks of it, uncooked <laughs> yeah. crab, and expects him to... How, how are you going it... <laughs> to... How do you eat a crab? <laughs> he's got no cutlery. He's just sort of... He, he's, he's, he shows it to his work colleagues. And... That's the start of the decline, isn't it? That's the... <laughs> This is where you've gone too far, mate. Yeah, all of the all of the clues were there. Give a man a crab, and he'll uh, you know kill his wife. Says the proverb. <laughs> proverb yeah, goes. Yeah. <laughs> what pushed you over the edge? Yeah. <laughs> I mean the the boob fence scene was <laughs> the, the beginning of the end for me, and then the same woman. That's like that's like two and a half minutes into the film. And then the same woman then sneaks later on in the film into the construction yard again in short shorts and high heels and just sort of walks over. Was that the... same? Well, I thought that was a different one. Oh, maybe it is I'm a different just, woman. I... Maybe it is. But they've gone. They've gone. They've definitely gone for a type, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, the version that's on YouTube is fairly soft, so I didn't pick up that that might be the same actress. It might. I not. couldn't be a hundred percent sure. Well, there's someone listed in the credits as chick. <laughs> Yes, and she's got her own photo, Anna Marlowe. Anna Marlowe. Uh, it could could be her, who There's knows? There's someone listed as not whole girl. I don't know what that means. Is that the There's boob girl? There's a character called, called DDD. Yes, I've I've come to that in the... I've, met, I've picked up on that in the writing, which was one of uh, the second gag that made me laugh, but not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> well, there's someone called Le Drunk, Le Fruit, Le Waitress, Le Nurse. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so anyway, a woman sneaks into the construction yard in very short shorts and heels and then sort of just, yeah. She ends up sort of snogging one of the builders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's all like, most men are just only after one thing. And the yeah. builder's like, oh, how do they choose? Yeah, there's a close-up of her tits. Wah, yeah. wah, wah. They needed, they, they, <laughs> this film needed a few more swanny whistles, I think. That would have really <laughs> yeah, that that would have elevated have it. <laughs> yeah, so that that's all WTF. The woman dressed as a chicken in front of... There's like a woman doing performance art dressed as a chicken. Yes. With a band behind. That's DDD, I think. The hardware store scene where with the like... They just crowbarred in another comedy scene with the 
the guy when he's like, oh, can I get some freezer bags? No, no, get out, get out of here. People are always coming into my shop wanting to... Ah. And then he talks into the mirror and he's like, well, what are you doing here? Oh, we're, cl- we're closed. <laughs> <laughs> what is yes. that? Awful. There's also the German um, guy at the end, isn't there? German doctor, yeah. Yeah, who has a comedy name. I can't even think what it is. Yeah. Well, there's two, yeah, there's two doctors. There's the old doctor who he confesses his... Um, it's his murders too who's asleep <laughs> and then wakes up and he's like no no well no you must you must experiment with women no no you must oh yeah and then then he takes that as confirmation to 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 continue his spree yes yes there's a scene where a homeless guy gets one of the severed hands out of the bin and scratches his balls with it yes well that's the thing is he he when he decides to eat his wife, it turns out that, that she is the most delicious thing he, he's ever eaten. Yes. So he puts her in his lunchbox and takes him to work, where he offers the sandwich around. Yeah, which is probably the only bit of clever writing, the fact that she's served up horrible food to him, and then she ends up being the, yes. the, the tastiest thing. Suddenly everyone's sort of hooked. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to be like Legal Gentleman, and everyone's after mm. the special stuff. But no, 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 such aspirations sort of... Yeah, well, I I almost feel like if this had been a cannibal movie from the beginning, like really over the top, and everyone, you know, this becomes like a Dawn of the Dead type thing, where you know yeah. everyone starts becoming ravenous or whatever, then um, that would be fun. You know, it could be lots of comedy there, but it just doesn't really know what it just doesn't know what it's doing, does it? Yeah. Also, what the fuck is with that microwave? That looks like no microwave I've <laughs> yeah. ever fucking seen. Well, it doesn't even turn round. No, there's no, there's no turntable. It's got no rotisserie thing in it's it. It's like it's... a, it's like a, um, a supercomputer from the, uh, from like a instructional video from the sixties or something. It's, it's huge. It's like an oven. Yeah. But yet, when May, <laughs> when you first see May in it, she's fucking standing up in it. She's standing up <laughs> like it's, like it's a cupboard. And like you, you should be packed in that like like you're like you're in the boot of a car packed in with all your knees up to your chin yeah but she's standing there like it's <laughs> oh it's very roomy oh, yes it's very nice because that's exactly what you need is a walk-in fucking microwave <laughs> they've just basically put some buttons on a thing and just made two shelves and the... i think it's probably because it, it was uh 1983 is sort of like mm. when microwaves were first coming out in the home yeah yeah. I think it was probably a buzzword. They think, oh, this will get the people in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, the microwave grows. We'll get all those microwave fans in. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to go back into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's the scene with the where he goes to a drive through as well and just says, uh, he just says loads of weird things to the woman like, oh, wake up your skirt and stick your tongue out and. Oh, yeah. And then she does it all. <laughs> and a Coke. And then they all laugh, go around the corner and she's doing all those things. Going, yes. just looking confused. I was like, wow, okay. Hmm. <laughs> All of the women are strange, are just bizarre in this. They're just... Overly sexed. <laughs> yeah. Over- overly but, but, just, you know, almost robotic. personality. Yeah. They have no desires apart from lust. Yeah, it's like some, um, like they've been programmed. <laughs> like some sort of an- <laughs> yeah. at sex androids. So trashy, so trashy. But... Bearing all that in mind, I have gone 3.5 for WTF moments because I there was a lot unexplained and unanswered. I'm going to say there are plenty of, of what the fuck moments. And if you in this, if they'd performed them in that really slow deadpan style, like a David Lynch film, this film could possibly yeah. be a masterpiece. But they haven't. They've performed it yes. like a bawdy comedy. I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to give this 
five for the what the fuck moments, just because five. they're they're a plenty. Quantity over quality, but there's definitely lots of them. If you're after confusing matter, this will confuse you the most. Yeah, I think that's what makes this film worth watching. There's so many moments where you're like, what? what? Why? Why is that? Who thought that was a good idea? Why is it? Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. A, it's yeah, it's yeah. So you've gone five. Five. I'm going to give it five. Okay, and then we move on to the penultimate category, the writing. As I mentioned earlier, we both write stuff. So, you know, casting a critique. We're both the writers of um, Mother Knows Best. We are. I remember that. I remember yeah, we did yeah, that. Yes. We did do that. That's on YouTube. Yes, YouTube.com. It's a new site. You've probably not heard of it. Mother Knows Best web series. Mother Knows Best yes, we- web series. Which we wrote together. We did. I think anyone who's ever written anything would agree that, yeah, yeah, this is not well written. I mean, like I said earlier, it just it just sort of fails on all fronts, really, isn't it? Yeah. I, I read somewhere, again, this might be Wikipedia, that, that apparently it was originally written as like a dark, a pitch black horror film with okay. comic undertones, sort of something along the lines of Reanimator. Yeah. And at some point, they've just hired the wrong people and it's just a, a clash of... I would say a clash of talents, but it's a clash of lack of talents is what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's a, probably, you know, a bunch of guys who have just gone, oh, this would be funny. Oh, you know, men all like this. Oh, let's put some sex in it. Oh, let's put some my mother-in-law, my, my wife jokes in there. <laughs> but it does feel, I mean, it feels a lot older than 1983. It feels like, you know, writing-wise, it's like a 60s or 70s in terms of content. I said it was so trashy, awful comedy, a really basic premise which is stretched to you could probably get a short film out of it you could probably get like a like a, uh, a 15 minute at most mm. if you if if someone with some editing skill got on onto it and and reduced it down you could get 15 minutes out of it yeah and most of the characters would remain silent yeah <laughs> just cut out all all dialogue the main premise of the microwave is it's a good premise the cannibalism stuff is a is a good a good idea but it's just all the crowbar comedy and the nudity and the all that stuff it just doesn't doesn't come together for me for me the script because i'm like you are our main interest is writing or my main interest is writing when the, the script for a film is so dreadful yeah it's like the the most unforgivable thing because it doesn't cost more money to to write a better script you just know takes more time and more skill but it's it's just it's like they've dashed it out in, in in a long weekend yeah and the fact that it feels very disjointed and a lot of it feels improvised or paraphrased or ad-libbed which is all fine if it's done well but that on top of a shitty script <laughs> yeah. if any of the elements were amazing then you yeah. could justify all the other stuff like uh, if the gore was extreme or if the acting was incredible but all being subpar and still being a short film it's um yeah did, did it feel incredibly long for you yes because like i said it takes half an hour more or less to get to the point of there being any sort of death and murder and all that stuff and then you're like okay now we're starting but then there's three or four death scenes spread out over the next 45 minutes which really drag <laughs> yeah it's funny how how long 75 minutes can seem i think also if you didn't have all i don't think you need to have all the stuff with the con- the builders and the construction if you just followed this guy going around like one person's you know horrific journey 
I think if you just yes, followed this guy, into madness. yeah, if you just followed this guy, you know, killing his wife, turning into a cannibal, going around looking for other people to eat, then, you know, that would probably be quite funny in a good way to follow that story. But the fact that you have all these like stupid scenes with women in construction places and, you know, all that stuff, it just doesn't really, yeah, very jarring. They could have cut out the murders and it would have just been a stupid comedy about idiot builders. Yeah. Either of those films probably would have been functional. It would have been better, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I have gone 1.5 out of 5 for um, I will give this... Uh, I will give this 0. 0.25. <laughs> I will give it a, a quarter. Purely for the, the, the premise, which I think in the, you know, could have been a good film. It's sort of interesting. I gave it 1.5. There was one scene which I actually found quite amusing. It's it's incredibly poorly shot. He is sitting, eating, and off camera, you can hear a news report talking about a murder case. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the voiceover says, there's a lot of fucking bad language in this. And <laughs> yeah, beeps yeah. in it. And as the port, which happens off camera, uh, the beeps suddenly start missing the swear words. <laughs> yes. That amused me. The only thing that's not actually in the film, it's like a separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that earns your 0.25. <laughs> yeah, that's the 0.25 is for that. <laughs> okay, the final specialist topic before we move on to our overall rating. Special effects, which is almost yeah. like a tiny little footnote in this film. Might as well just be called limbs. There was certainly nothing special about them. It was just effects. Yeah, Mostly just shitty practical effects, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of blood. Yeah, I th they should have just gone all out with that. Yeah, it should have been... Caked in blood. Even if it looked shit, at least it would be excessive and it would be funny. Yeah, it seems to me they've misunderstood the word massacre. Yeah. <laughs> More a dainty, a dainty killing. A dainty trio of killings. <laughs> yeah, a quaint, a, a quaint <laughs> microwave mini spree. I wonder what warrants the definition of massacre. I wonder if that is just... I think serial killer the, it has to be a certain amount. I think if you have three or more, you're mm. a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, and th anything before that, you're a sort of keen enthusiast. <laughs> yeah. So no, the special effects weren't special. There wasn't really enough of them. To be honest, if, if you hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have thought of them. No, the only thing that was mildly effective was when her eyes lit up at the end and I was like, oh, she's now a sentient head. And it was... <laughs> And it's, you know, and but then they spoil it by doing that shitty, like, sort of pan out to the credits with those orange, her eyes just become like an orange circle, which just fades into the credits. And I was like, ah, oh, no, it would have been good if you'd have just faded to black. But no. No, you had one job and you managed to fuck that up too. Yeah. And also that would have been interesting again if that had been a recurring thing. Like you just see the head move maybe or the eyes yeah. light up sometimes or Or if the head was speaking to him or the microwave was speaking to him, sort of like this Summer of Sam style, you know, when he was his dogs talking to him. Yeah, or in um Requiem for a Dream with the evil fridge freezer, you know, sort of yes, yes. opening up and, you know, just something. <laughs> <laughs> just the microwave is just there. It's almost like it was sponsored by an electrical company who was like, right, we got it. We need to get this microwave in this film, and then they just sort of like, okay, yeah. I mean, I try, I try and be uplifting and positive because, um, you know, anyone who's ever tried to make anything knows how hard it is to, oh, to make a it's thing. It's an uphill struggle, and and the fact that they got it finished is 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 an achievement. But mm. these are are people who have worked before and have worked since. Yeah. So I would say that they should all know better. I feel like 
a parent saying, I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. I thought better of you people. Yeah, this this almost feels like this is a film that needs to be remade with all of the extra stuff chucked in, you know, by um, the guys who made The Greasy Strangler or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they would be the, the exactly the right people to make it. Yeah, I have just gone one out of five because there's virtually nothing there. Yeah, yeah, I, I will, I will copy that one out of five. <laughs> Uh, before we go on to overall rating, I want to see what the what the mass public think. So I've I've drawn I've drawn up some one star reviews from uh, Amazon. Were there any other than one star reviews? There were there were a lot of five star reviews. Fifty percent really? actually. There were, so there are one hundred and two customer ratings. This is on the um, the Arrow release, so that may just be for the quality of the uh, yeah, you know, it might be yeah, the Arrow features. release. But nonetheless, fifty percent. So you know, fifty people that is fifty one people said it was a five-star film. And the rest are the, just the family of the filmmakers? Yes, 19% said uh, one star. So let's let's have a little read of some of the one stars before we give our conclusive Great. opinions. Yeah. Let's have some unbiased views. Yes, too lame to be horror and too badly written to be comedy. That is succinct. That's my review, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't horror. Microwave Massacre is supposed to be a comedy with a little blood and nudity, but they skimped on the comedy, like low-end pornography without the porn, about the same <laughs> level of writing, acting, directing, and cinematography as cheesy porn. The enormous microwave prop plays almost no part in the story, aside from a couple of significant shots, so the title of the film is more than a little misleading too. Absolutely agreed with you. Another microwave fan, that's what I'd like to see all in the details i've come here for the microwave someone said just my opinion judge for yourself <laughs> <laughs> you know it's fair oh well i mean yeah <laughs> acting is horrible but the writing is worse <laughs> my favorite review one star no that's what it says no <laughs> no no microwave no. massacre bad microwave no. massacre Someone said, pew, it stinks through the TV, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. (laughs) (laughs) If only able to say, well, now I've seen the worst one ever. Watch this steaming pile of poop. (laughs) I feel your pain. Uh, You know, a a vast range of uh, of, uh, opinions there. All absolutely correct. Um, and then, yeah, the five star is uh, saying how, how good the Arrow releases. So big up Arrow for doing good stuff with yes. often yeah. terrible films. <laughs> we come to our overall rating. What is your definitive thought on this film? The worst thing is it's it's an incredible missed opportunity. It could have been hilarious. It could have been horrible. Unfortunately, it's a horror for all the wrong reasons. It's it is incredibly disappointing and, and falls so far short of the mark that i am going to give it a i'm going to give it a one okay yes i have gone 1.5 i enjoyed the comedy dog i (laughs) enjoyed the couple of moments of gore and some of the jokes and some of the ridiculous performances but (laughs) overall it's it is not a good film 1.5. 1.5 out of 5. What I got to do to get two around here? (laughs) Pretty much agreed on on the quality there. Do you have a favourite scene? Uh, my favourite scene is the the one where the uh, the news footage is happening off off camera. That is, 
as I say, the uh, it's almost like it's from a different film because it's actually funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I went for the scene in the hardware shop just because I enjoyed the fact they tried to crowbar a bit more. Sort of Abbott and Costello style humour. And the the making of the, the comedy lady sandwich I thought was quite surreal. And, and also, you just don't explain the fact that he's got two massive pieces of bread from somewhere. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't cook bread in a microwave either. So I mean, he must yeah. exhaustive. Yeah. Favorite character? I've gone for the dog. Um, uh, I may, as the disgruntled wife, is uh, is enjoyable to watch. I I quite like the barman who doesn't want to hear people's stories. Yeah, he's he's probably the most genuine of the acting performances as well. You believe he is a disgruntled barman. He probably yeah, is. Yeah. Probably it's probably a genuine <laughs> strip club that he's they've just decided to start filming in. And it's actually a subversion of a character, which is a stock and trade. Which yeah. You, oh, maybe that's from incompetence, or maybe that's from <laughs> from actual writing skill. Who can tell? Okay, well now we come to uh, my favourite part of the podcast. Every episode, it is time to put our wise wisdom and uh, attention to detail to the test it's time for the quiz are you an observant film person do you notice stuff are you a, are you a quizzer in general normally yes but i must admit that my attention waned somewhat in this one i have watched <laughs> it twice uh but but i my memory of the film becomes quite hazy towards the end. <laughs> so normally, yes, I'm pretty hot on this, but don't don't hold me up to the standards today. Well, I, I will, I will. There, I've got I've got five five taxing questions. Would you like to uh, ask your questions first, or would you like to answer first? Uh, can I ask first? You can. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Question one: How many Oscars did this film win? <laughs> Oh, how many did it win or how many did it deserve to win? Hmm, I'm going to say that's the same number. I'm going to say zero. Oh, yes, right. It was sadly overlooked at the Oscars yeah. of 1983. Yeah. So none, none. One point. Question two. What mental illness are all the cast and all of the crew suffering from? <laughs> Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> <laughs> I've got written down. Uh, I will accept uh, they're just batshit crazy or something. Okay, uh, but I will accept delusions of grandeur. <laughs> that's that's the official medical term. I've but, yeah. Okay. This is not a question about the film directly, but it does pertain to the knowledge learned from the film. Okay. Um, in real life, why do they put fences around building sites? Well, safety. No, it's to stop women coming up and sexually harassing hard-working builders. <laughs> We've learned that because there's no fences around the the building sites in this thing. This and like, well, there is. It's just they just got tit holes in. Oh yeah, of course they got pulled around with too many tit holes in it. <laughs> just let these guys do their jobs. <laughs> so that's uh, three. Okay, so I've got two points so far. What did the couple last do in 1962? They were intimate. They were romantic. They did sex. <laughs> they did the sex. Yes. But also, there is one scene where Donald, uh, played by Jackie Vernon, says, hey, you know what you can do with that microwave? You know what we did in 1962? Mm. So I presume there is... Oh, something else. Yeah. So and whatever it was. Unless unless he means you can fuck the microwave. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a powerful instrument. <laughs> so let, let's see if you can... What was your answer? 
Uh, I don't know, but what it is they can do with the microwave. But let's let's presume it's 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 coitus. It was the last time. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, do I, do I get a point, point for that? Yeah, let's. Uh, you can have a point for that. Okay, so three points. How is Donald going to eat a whole undressed crab on a building site? <laughs> Through sheer uh, masculinity. I'm going to say his <laughs> yeah. testosterone teeth. He's just going to eat it whole. He's just going to. S- s- yeah. Well, I'll say I got three then. I'll say I got three out of five for that. Is I that give, fair? Do you want a bonus question? Okay. Okay. What is the name of the dog? Napoleon. 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 Yes, well <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's count. Let's say let's say I got four then. Why not? Four. Okay. Why not? Four out of six. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have got five questions for you. One of my bonus questions you've already answered and one of my actual questions you've already answered. So let's see how you do. All right. Okay. Number one. What weird ingredient does Jackie Vernon pull out of his large sandwich at the start of the film? Oh, crab. Yes, correct. Question two. What company manufactures the deadly microwave? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I mean, she says this loudly to her, to herself in the beginning of the film eh? yeah it's also on there's a shot of the box in their driveway yeah unfortunately it was a little too soft for me to to, <laughs> to um it's like no i'm gonna have to pass it is major electric major electric yes yeah. okay one point so far question three what is the name of the german doctor the german doctor well, I, I think he's german uh I'll give you a clue. It's a, Doct- it's a pun. Doctor von de von de Fool, something like that. Yes, that is not, absolutely correct. Not in a French accent like I did. <laughs> that is hundred percent correct. Doctor von der Fool. Do- von der Fool. Yes. Von der yes. Wow. Impressive. Uh, two points. Question four: What medical condition does the bartender at the strip club complain about? Oh, hemorrhoids. Correct. God damn it. <laughs> That's quite early in the film, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a key plot point. Would explain his grumpiness, you know. So that's three you've got so far. Question five. What setting does Donald set the microwave to when he decides to microwave May's head? Um, it was a close-up shot for some reason on the specific setting. Is it, is it maximum? It's not. It's slow broil. Oh, the only way to microwave the head. The slow broil. Let's put yeah. it on slow broil, uh, which would explain your negative comments earlier about it being melted and, you know, it's just being slowly, slowly cooked through. Broil is is to grill something. Yeah, it's sort of like a grilled burger. So it's a, it's a microwave grill they've got. Yeah, it's... I don't I mean, think this is so... a microwave at all. I think <laughs> this is just an oven. <laughs> the broil, the slow broil killing See, spree. The broiler would be <laughs> yeah. a great... A great title. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, you got three out of five. Therefore, I win the quiz. No, oh, that's I win the quiz. Okay, well done. I concede. <laughs> okay, well, we're nearly at the end. If you had to recommend a similar film to anyone, what would you recommend? Reanimator is a much better film than this. It is. It is, yeah. It is both funny and bloody, and it is great, great fun. Yes, which I'd recommend watching that twice over watching this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched the sequel actually, um, Bride of Reanimator. I as haven't well, which seen is, that one yet. That's good fun. That's good. Okay, cool. Do you have anything to to plug your own projects, or where can people find out about um, 
things that you do? Assuming we're out of lockdown, mm. um, as we're currently quarantined recording this, yes. um, I have a play which is being produced in Eastbourne sometime after the theatres are allowed to reopen. I'm hoping that's around about now, uh, depending okay. on where this is. Um, it's called Treble 20. It's been uh, put on at Printer's Playhouse. Um, I'm not. You may have missed it. You may, <laughs> it may still be in the future. Who knows? Who knows what the future may bring? But... Where can people find out about your stuff? You can follow me on Twitter, but I don't use it a great deal, or uh, I use Tumblr a fair amount. Okay. Instagram Instagram is much more fun. F- okay. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Kings North Lobotomy. Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, sorry for uh, putting you through the, the slow broil of a film that is a <laughs> microwave massacre. But um, yes, I'm, I'm glad uh, someone else has seen it, so I can, uh, I can <laughs> share worry. the pain. It was good fun. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you so much. I will speak to you soon. Great. Thank you. See you soon. Okay, that was episode eight of the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and Scott to talk about the very questionable, interesting horror comedy, Microwave Massacre. Let me know your thoughts. If you have watched the film, you can tweet us at Big Fat Cult and you can tweet me directly at Chris underscore Mayo. You can follow us on Facebook, just search Big Fat Cult Movie Podcast. And of course, do check out our Big Fat Cult Movie Store on eBay, where you can buy loads of Blu-rays, loads of horror merchandise, and loads more stuff to be added in the coming weeks and months. If you're enjoying the podcast so far and haven't done already, please do subscribe on the various channels. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. And if you have time to leave us a nice review or star rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be really appreciated. Coming up over the next few weeks and months, we have some amazing guests and some amazing films to talk about. They include the next episode, The Greasy Strangler, with comedy performer and actor Paul Aitchison, Neil Breen's Fateful Findings, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, Manos the Hands of Fate, Troll 2, Cemetery Man, Ice Cream Man, and loads more. So do subscribe and make sure you get all those episodes as and when they are released. That's all from me for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Big Fat Cult Movie Podcast. Keep watching weird and wonderful films, and I will see you in another episode very soon. Thank you very much. Goodbye. (laughs) 